everybody, and welcome to episode 210 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where two of your friends each bring three topics that we'll bat around for some length of time. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at... Hello! Hello! At 2 on 3 podcom You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me wondering if Les Claypool from Primus is actually a Christian Bale performance art piece at... CD Villasenor on Twitter, and with me is Ty. Have you been fooled by this ruse all these years? I don't. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. I've not. I, I've been spending less and less time on the internet. It just. Uh, I think I talked about this last time we did a show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. I'm. I'm having less fun, Chris. I. It's. I. I'm trying to make my own fun. I was. There was a. There was a less Claypool piece that uh, somebody posted, a friend of ours posted. Okay. And I find that Les Claypool kind of looks like Christian Bale in, okay. from a certain angle. And, you know, he's got, he wears that big hat and he's got the sunglasses on. And he's got a scruffy beard going. And I thought to myself, maybe th- that's just Christian Bale, like doing a, you know, doing a performance art piece. That and, seems like uh, a Christian Bale thing to do. <laughs> that's a, he, he gets lost in the character, you know. He really, he's really embodying this this weird bass playing hillbilly guy. Well, unless Claypool's like his beard looks fake, <laughs> right? Right. So that's part of it. It looks like he like he taped it on. There's a whole yeah. This, it makes sense. It just made sense to me in the moment. What if it's the other way around? What, what if, if Les Claypool is in fact doing Christian Bale? Is Christian Bale? They're the same guy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like the but prestige. it's not Christian Bale acting. It's <laughs> Les Claypool wanted to have an acting career. Right. Christian Bale's his alter ego. Maybe they're and twins. He, like uh, the, prestige. The, prestige. the prestige. The yeah. prestige. Yeah, yeah. They're they're living this life where sometimes they get to be each other. Yeah, they and switch. Yeah, when one gets tired of like having to crab about shit, then he just becomes the hillbilly bass playing. Guy. Maybe maybe Les Claypool is the one that already screams at people, and then Christian comes back. And goes, You're ruining it. <laughs> Come on! Calm down! Stay calm. Every time I give you the wheel, you just drive us into the ditch, you dumb bastard. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's good. I mean, you know, summer's summer's going. Summer's going for you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we haven't you know put out a show in five weeks or something. <laughs> this, this is a podcast that needs like fiber because we are terribly irregular at this point. It's just you know it happens in the old age, right? We're growing old. It just it's. If the show grows old, it becomes less regular. I can't stop looking at myself in the Skype because I got this haircut and my gray is like right in the curl. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I look like like Reed Richards playing Superman. That's what you like, though. When, you, when you're going gray, you like to get the gray in the right spots. Like, I feel yeah. bad for the people who get the gray in the bad spots. Where are the bad spots? Well, you know, I mean, like, they maybe get it, like, in the back and the top. You know what I mean? You just want to yeah, get sure. it in the right parts. You want to get it... You want it to look like highlights yeah, for right, a while right. until it takes over your head. Yeah, yeah, that would be the that would be the thing. But yeah, we've just I noticed that the the some of our other podcast community friends have also are feeling the summer doldrums. Like <clears throat> releases are getting a little a little sketchy at this point. But it's okay. I mean, it's late summer. Go do stuff. It's it's fine. We'll just sort of fill in for each other. Like you know, we'll do ours and then. A couple of weeks, they'll start. You know, the others will trickle out. It'll be, it'll be okay. I think it's fine. You know what? It, it's just this is how it's going to be. We've talked about it before. The show will come out when it comes out. If you enjoy it, I, we appreciate it. If you, if you're mad that we don't put it out more often, that's cool. I'm actually I'm glad. I'm glad that you're angry. Yeah. Because that means you care. Right. If you don't give a rat's ass and you're listening to this right now, well, I, I love you for that as well. Sure. It's funny because it's, 
it's August, middle of August, and we've done ten episodes this year. <laughs> right. Not but even they, actually. But they've been uh, ten hella good episodes. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yes, they've been tremendous. Okay. All these tremendous things. Well, uh, what's in this episode? All right. Well, I to the table I'm bringing tonight. I'm bringing a little bit of a you know the slide of professional golf into the basically the dumpster. Yeah. It's being sucky. Um, and then I'm going to take a trip to the shopping mall of my youth. And then I'm just going to uh, talk about shit that I've been doing this this month because you know I've got I've got stuff going on. It's pretty fun. All right. Uh, well, as as people who follow me on Twitter know, I'm a, a freshman youth soccer parent this summer. I'm going to cover that a little bit. Um, I'm going to I'm going to dovetail that into a, a little bit about why we choke under pressure and whether or not we can fix that. And then uh, I, I've got a, a random one here for you. Twenty white boy names indicating the level of, and and the sorry the associated level of education of the parents. <laughs> That one's going to be extra judgy. It's not my judgment. It came out of the Freakonomics book. I just happened upon it. And I was like, well, I want to read this. <laughs> and then uh, Dad Jokes of the Week. And then the Overtime, The Who Knew, where I get to make you look dumb this this month. Which is Well, great. and that's cool because it's for July. And then I'll be able to do it right back to you. Um, <laughs> the next the time week we after. It's not next week, but the week after. It'll, yeah, the first. Two exactly. Weeks. And, that's, uh, and that's that. It should be a good show. All right. Whenever you're ready. All right, let's fire it up. Okay, so the world of golf is just sliding into the toilet. Uh, let's be clear. The whole thing is just dumb now. I, this week, our, our Captain America, our favorite, our, fa- <laughs> our favorite golfer, Patrick Reed, never decided, that ever. decided to sue Brandel Chambly for defamation and trying to ruin his career. I saw that. Isn't there whole channels of people who talk on television <laughs> who say shit about other people in an attempt to essentially, you know, belittle them or just to make them, you know, isn't this an entire, you can't just sue people for saying mean shit to you, can you? Well, a couple of things here. First of all, um, my understanding is that the truth is an absolute defense to any sort of claims of defamation. Mm. And I'm happy to go testify if Brando would like that. Uh, I've also seen Patrick Reed cheat on the golf course and <laughs> would be happy to point it out and, uh, and, and identify it as such and tell him that it's not Brandel. It's not his fault. We all think you're a cheater, Pat. So we've thought this for a long time. Right. Um, we appreciate what you've done for the country and the international competition, but you've long fashioned yourself as a, you know, as a piece of crap. And, and here we are. Um, And, you know, that we're in this age, too, to go to your point, though, where, like, I I think about Kyrie, right, Mm. where Kyrie's like, oh, the media this, the media that. It's like, it's really not that serious, man. It's just people talking about sports. You've created some sort of boogeyman in your mind that goes on. And and when it comes to sports media, it's almost completely inconsequential. Now, it's not like... You know, the thing where the media, it, it, I, I don't want to get in. I don't know how I'm getting, I'm getting far field sure. already. No, this is fine. Go, go. But it's for, not like, it. it's not at all like, say, the, the, the coverage of, of politics where s- bad behavior of certain people is like baked into the coverage. So it's not acknowledged as like a thing that's a problem. Mm. But anything else is sort of very, you know, it's very consequential. Or, or like how certain folks in the, in the media talks about certain groups of people as though they have agency for their actions and are responsible for them. And other people are like not. They've been tricked. And so therefore they're not responsible for their own actions. And some of the a little bit of the, um, 
you keep calling me a racist, therefore I'm going to be a racist kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you want to see racism? I'll show you some racism, pal. Exactly. Well, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're going to call me a Nazi, I might as well just be one. <laughs> right? What? Wait, what? Hey, what? <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're going to call it me anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to tell me I'm one anyway, so I might as well. Lord knows. I might Don't well, look at your own behavior. <laughs> I might as well enjoy the benefits of being that. <laughs> but the, but, but. 24-hour punditry, like, uh, you know, endless channels of 24-hour punditry gets us to this point, right? Yeah, where, sure. Where you just, people are saying bad things about you. Now, I I happen to hold the public office, and there are people who will come up to me and just tell me, like, I'm a bad person. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> like, 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 you're a bad person, you don't who know what you do. You're a bad person. You don't know what you're doing, and you know I think you're an imbecile. And it's like, okay, you, I mean that's fine. You get to think that, and that's. But I'm not going to sue that person. And even if that person were to publish that or print that or you know put it onto a comment of some social media post, which may or may not have happened, the uh, <laughs> I, it's like I don't know what to tell that person. It's like okay, you know you get to you get to do your thing. But but when you're when you're a high level sports person. You know, you're open to you're open to you're open to getting dragged. That's just how it goes, right? Yeah. If you're a star, if you're a star player in any sport, you know, any sport, pick a sport. If you go out there and you are do bad thing, you play badly, or you do stupid stuff, someone's going to drag you, right? Yeah, or actually, not even if you do anything. <laughs> You might just get dragged. No, you 100%. If you're a professional athlete, you're going to get dragged for no reason by somebody because it's amazing the amount of energy people have to, to like, be loud and wrong on the internet. Sure. Well, yeah. well, I mean, loud and wrong on TV. I mean, you know, yeah. how, if, if, if you're going to see Brandle Chambly, like, what, what, and let's, God forbid he won, like, in some weird, like, it's, he's not going to. But, but, I mean, skip. Bayless might just stay home for the rest of his life. Stephen A might never like go on TV again, and God forbid, you know those those types that it just they get paid to sort of, you know, get in people's grill. They get paid to sort of make up, up you know, make some sort of point and then just you know play it till the till the till the end. Right. Embrace debate, Patrick. Exactly. You've got a platform. You've got agency. Why don't you sit down with somebody, and you can find somebody to sit down with. I mean, Tucker Carlson will take you. <laughs> you know, right? And you can sit down with him, and he'll talk to you for ten minutes, and you can just tell tell him what you think. You can just say, and they'll they'll air it, and it'll be fine. If you are an aggrieved white man, Tucker Carlson's got a seat for you. <laughs> you can go on anytime. Door is open. But Patrick, he has no case. Like I said, I mean, it is the go-to reference if we're on the golf course and I see you accidentally touch the sand with your club. I'm calling you Patrick Reed. Oh, for sure. And accusing you of cheating. <laughs> yes. But now, in, and one step further now into this discussion, the, this whole thing makes golf now nearly unwatchable. Like, professional golf is just so terrible. Like, I was watching it today. I tried to watch it last week. Oh my God! How does it's, it make it worse? It just there's I miss the stars of the show. You know what I mean? I miss I miss the names. I do. Who are I you missing? The live names. There's a bunch of people who are playing over there that would make things much more interesting if they were playing on TV. If I didn't have to 
watch the Denny McCarthy's of the world like have to you know have to deal I, with. So I think that so my take on this is that I don't miss any of those guys. I mean, yeah. whatever. Phil wasn't hasn't played good golf since he won the major. That was but it was interesting. I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's the thing. I'm not interested in watching live coverage. Like right, at no, it's all. bad. Well, it's, it's not terrible, but I don't want to go have to. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not needless. something I'm going to do. We've 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 gone over this before. It's needless. I don't want to watch it. I want. I don't watch care the who PGA wins Tour. at all. So why would I watch that? Yeah, but yeah. at this point, you're just. I don't know. It feels like it's. It's going to take me some adjustment. Is what basically what it's going to take me. What the tour needs to figure out is how to promote like the young guns in the same way that the other sports do. Like in the NFL, right? There's fantasy football. So. Every NFL fan who plays fantasy knows every rookie in every skill position on every Mm -hmm. team that matters, right? There's no reason that we should, like, that uh, Joo Young Kim, who just joined the tour, like, three weeks ago. Tom. Tom, yep. (laughs) Tom. Tank. (laughs) Tank. Lighten it on fire, but you never heard his name before that, and there's no reason for that other than the PGA is really bad about telling you, hey, this guy's kicking ass in the the minor leagues. Yes. Uh, And when he shows up, he's going to continue to kick ass here. Well, that's the thing about golf is you have to win. You kind of have to get yourself into the mix again and again and again before people start chomping at the bit to have you win, like Zalatoris last week. Like, sure, but he was in the mix, and then he finally won. And it's what are they going to talk about now? <laughs> and that's great. That's a, that's a nice story, but it has to build a little bit. And and with um, with pro sports, like you know, like football. Those people are on the field. They'll catch some. They'll catch some balls. They'll you know they're in the, they're part of the play. That's what I'm they're saying. There's no there's no there's no media complex to promote the young player, right? Like Zalatoris came out of basically nowhere last year, mm-hmm. right? You didn't know who he was until he's compete until he's contending, right? And I think that's great. You know, obviously we also learn about like uh, Sahith Thagala this year. Earlier this year, he came out and kicked ass, and then it's like, oh, this guy's going to contend on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but. I think that the sport does itself a disservice by not like covering last week's tournament as who's going to stay, who's going to keep their card, right? That's way more interesting to a golf fan. Now, sure. maybe not to, you know, random tune in on Sunday kind of guy, but that's not really your audience for these tournaments. It's not mm-hmm. that that's, that's, that's the major audience, right? Yeah. The tune in on Sunday, whatever guy for you and me, the guys that want to watch it week in and week out. I want to know. I want coverage of who's staying up, who's going down. Who are the if if the guys go down, who are the guys coming up? What's their record like? What you know? Show me their uh, show me their tra- their track man numbers. Show show me whatever you can show me yeah. to get excited about this. And I mean that this speaks to my issue with golf in general. Like, why don't we have a manufacturers cup? I think that'd be a lot of fun, right? That mm-hmm. would be, I mean the manufacturers probably don't want it, but um, <laughs> like they don't. I mean, what's in the bag is almost exclusively an internet thing, and I don't understand why we don't have what's in the bag instead of commercials. Right, yeah. less commercials and do long like right. equipment yeah. commercials. Callaway doesn't need to show me a commercial about their clubs. They should do a what's in the bag with one of their people and say how good the clubs are. <laughs> or yeah, when somebody who's playing Callaway hits a massive tee shot and then they show you like the graphic where the tee shot hits, mm-hmm. run that um, playing through graphic with the you know the Cal- Callaway speed frame, you know, and designed by AI. <laughs> <laughs> Alan run that Iverson? on the side. Al- Alan Iverson designed those clubs. <laughs> he did. Did you not hear that? No, man, that's yeah. a that's big golfer. Anyway, the uh, yeah, I I'm just I'm not in love with it. I'm not in love with watching golf right now, and that's and that's that's hard for me. I that's I, PJ Tour golf. I'm not in love with. I did love watching the the women's am at at, at Chambers. That was yeah. really fun because you know we've played there before, and you can yeah. kind of sort of see those women tearing it up and <laughs> thinking to yourself, I shot 105 there once. <laughs> 
This girl shot girl, 65. That girl was like a senior in high school, and she had like the stink face going the whole time. Yeah. That was theater. That was some real golf. I yeah, that, was, that, 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 that I could watch all day long. Yeah. Much, much, more, much more so than the men's am, because all those dudes are kind of douchey. And well, it's a lot of shaved legs at the, uh, at the men's am this year. What? A, a lot of those guys are playing, you know, those college guys who play yeah. on TV when they're short. They they're they're shaving their legs these days. What? That they, they what? Never, look, you watch it. If, if you have been watching, like I watched it. The, I, I, I can't watch. I can I can I can't watch men's amateur golf. Okay, men's and the men's the the USGA men's am's going on right now, and it's like every. I think it's dude, the shorts. Every dude out there wearing shorts has shaved their legs. This is just I, a, I don't Okay. Cool. Whatever. That's <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. It's well, so gonna something be I would ever do. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing with uh, amateur golf these days. Everyone wants to be smooth. You don't want to go out there with like big old hairy legs. No, people aren't people aren't down with that. I would just wear pants. That's <laughs> just not that complicated. Like when Tiger wears shorts and he's got those spindly little legs. Yeah. 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 Poor guy. Right. Well, welcome back after the hiatus to the two on three golf podcast. Well, we, we enjoyed just, that. Well, we had to get I had to get that out. I had to get that out. That's let's let's hop let's hop to your side of the fence. All right. All right. So, like I mentioned, um, I was very early in the season uh, started taking my daughter to youth club soccer. It's, it's fairly it's it's fairly serious, but you know, I mean, it's competitive, but not. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say serious. I don't know what that means. It's it's highly competitive. That's how it right. works. But like even the first tournament of the season, which was just like an intra club tournament, like you only play other teams in the you know in the greater club. Mm-hmm. So the, this club that we're part of has teams all over, the, all over up and down the east side. So there's, you know, there's there's the, the east side team which which we play on. There's a, a, a Bellevue specific team. There's you know, uh, Puyallup. Um, uh, uh, anyway, intra squad tournament. And, and how the, and, and the daughter that's playing is how old is she? She's eight. She's eight. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I'm killing a spider. It went screaming across my desk. It was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Very gross. One second. Leave it in. <laughs> um, so she's eight, and so like right off the bat, it's I mean it's you know it's it's disjointed. It's it, and and the amount of yelling going on for this first <laughs> tournament was well outside my expectations. Then this is now this is back in June. Coach coach yelling parent parental yelling the parental yelling. There's a lot of parental yelling. There is there is uh, I I know I've noticed this before. Um, there's a lot of parents who are who think they have their kid on a on a controller and can control them by yelling at them on the field. Well, so it's interesting that you say that <laughs> because I have direct evidence that says that it doesn't not work. But at this particular tournament, the reason I was put off is that this one mother, the anytime her son would get anywhere near the ball, she'd just start screaming, not like words, just screaming, like. <laughs> That's yes, <laughs> <laughs> like just in horror. I don't know. Anyway, she's excited. She wants she to was. see her son. It was too she intense. Wants to see, she wants to see her child handle the soccer ball. But now, now here I am, two and a half months later, and I'm not screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a couple of other dads that are vocal, and so I've kind of taken my cues from them. I'm like, all right, seems cool as long as you're being encouraging, and everybody's. You know, encouraging, and you do at this age. When I'm like, 
turn around and recover or mark the person behind you, that has immediate impact on what's happening on the field in front of you. Uh, right. So it's hard not to do it, especially when the kids, you know, the, the, this age, they want to be very careful. And there's a lot of thinking about the way they're playing. Sure. And not a lot of, uh, you know, playing with instinct. So a lot of times you have to sort of be the, the voice, like, I'm screaming, you know, full speed. <laughs> like, full, run full speed. Now. <laughs> <laughs> turbo button. You it was funny because we should just yell turbo button to her. <laughs> right. Well, that turbo is a thing that, that we hear call it out. Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, I, yell, I, I like top speed because she knows what that means. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there's another tournament where early on, I crossed over to the other parent's side of the field, which is, you know, kind of a no-no, like apparently, mm-hmm. and I'll get to a little bit more on that in just a minute, because my daughter got put in, in the final, in Keeper, the first time, in a one-nil game, and she'd never played Keeper before, and I'm like, oh, oh right. God, I'm like, I have to go over there, <laughs> I can't, like, just <laughs> let her try to figure this out on the fly, and so, like, in the, in the, like, the little interim before the second half started, so, yeah, she got put in at Keeper in the second half of this, the final of this tournament. This is not the inter-squad one. This is actually our first real tournament against other clubs. Okay. And I'm explaining to her, like, just the basics, right? Like, yeah. okay, stay in that little box. You can carry it out to – you can use your hands all the way out to the big box. Um, just wait and, atta- and be, be super aggressive. Just attack. As soon as the defender gets through or as soon as the defense lets up, rather, um, attack the, the attacker. Stop the ball. And she's like, okay, okay, I get it. And the first time they have a decent chance on goal, uh, the girl on the other team splits the defense – and she's closing on goal, and I'm, you know, I'm on the sideline, and I'm like, wait, wait, I'm like, I'm like, hold, hold, <laughs> and then I, and I seriously, right as she cuts through the last defender, I'm like, now, and Rosie released toward the field from the goal, uh-huh. and like, and went gunned down, and just just completely shut down the atta- the attack. And awesome. I was like, so yeah. So you're the, the, the eight year olds, they're 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 teaching me that the, the instruction works. So it's hard not to do it. Right. Right. Now, there's some other things about the youth soccer that I want to share with you. Tournaments start on Fridays. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm supposed to be dealing with that. I'm making it work, obviously. Uh, uh-huh. I have taken my laptop in certain cases. Um, I have definitely taken a call uh, in the car and then sometimes mm. uh, in the warm-up. I try to block my calendar as soon as I can when I know about it. But even then, it's like I still sometimes have to work. I just don't truly understand what the expectation is of the organizers. I guess it's just deal with it or too bad right you signed your child up for this sport and this is how the sport does you have to make sacrifices pretty much yeah and i get that i mean the uh we've had there's been plenty of golf by my kids played in the last month and uh and last tuesday i had to take tuesday off to go to suncadia for the pga junior league you know first round of all stars which uh-huh. they qualified for the next round so tomorrow i get to drive to bend oregon <laughs> oh, no <laughs> for nine holes of golf so you know it's a uh, for nine uh, holes of golf yes so what's fine we'll just we'll go tomorrow Tell our we'll stay the how night far drive bend is bend is about five and a half hours from here <laughs> and right so but what's funny is somebody said that to me the other day they said oh my god i can't believe you have to drive you know, 11 and a half hours for nine holes of golf. And I mm-hmm. said to them, I relayed this story. The second year my daughter was in drive, chip, and putt, she qualified for the regional, which is the step before going to the Masters. In Park City, Utah. <laughs> okay. She qualified eight days before the competition. 
So I couldn't get a plane ticket. So my daughter and I drove 15 hours each way to play nine shots of golf. You drove we to drove Park City? To, we drove to Park City, Utah, so oh my, my daughter could God. hit three so my daughter could hit three drives, three chips, and three putts. And then drove <laughs> and then drove home. <laughs> you couldn't get a ticket to Salt Lake? My flights are almost never full when I have to go. The, Eight days before, I mean, yeah, it was still. like super expensive. It would have been oh. like it would have been like twenty five hundred bucks or something stupid. I think I'd pay the twenty five hundred dollars for a drive of thirty know. hours. It was it was it was pretty fun. I mean, it was fun for me and sure, you know, my daughter to drive drive around you know, drive around the highways and buy. We you know you hit all the Dairy Queens. It's all fine. It's great. But anyway, that's the that's currently the high water mark for parental sports support for me <laughs> i drove 30 hours so my daughter could play nine shots of golf anyway well i'm glad to see you're settling into your your role as as at, is it has the temperature gotten uh, hot at all or have you just like has it always been pretty pretty meager like just mostly like shouting at your your daughter like hey here take some direction but are, are people getting is there any chippiness in the in the crowd these days um not really. Uh, so my daughter was fortunate enough to join a, a team that had a fairly high level of talent for the age group. And so they they had a lot of success so mm. far. And that tends to kind of shut everybody else up. Right. When, like, you come out and blow the doors off some other team, especially because we are um, eight-year-old, as eight-year-olds often play in tournaments against teams that have girls as old as ten mm. um, on them. And when those ten-year-olds get whipped by a, a group of, like, six to eight-year-olds, the, the, the parents really don't have anything to say. <laughs> that said, I did more recently walk over to, again, where my daughter was putting a keeper, just to remind her of a couple of things, technique things. And again, there was the other side, the parents, the other parents, the other, sorry, the other parents half of the field. And I call out to my daughter and I, I give her some brief instruction. And this woman, she like makes a stink face at me. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, what? And she like looks at me and I look over to her. You know, one of the rules of the tournament is that you were not supposed to be on each other's sides of the field. <laughs> and I just sort of chuckled and just stepped back and didn't walk away. I just didn't say anything else. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, right. And you know why that rule exists, right? To prevent confrontation. And what exactly are you doing right now? Right. Because was I talking to anyone on your team or to yeah. anyone over here? Right. I walked over here to talk to my daughter specifically about her, her play. Uh-huh. You yeah. starting a confrontation is the reason the rule exists. <laughs> right. Mind your own business, Karen. Right. Jeez. You don't have to get in my... Other parents have walked over to our side, cheer their kids on. I don't care. Right. It's, get over it. <laughs> Seriously, God, our side of the field. Right. Sorry, right. you're mad that you're getting beat. Wait till you get. Uh, yeah, golf arguments are even more fun with parents because you're out there by yourselves. Like there's nobody. It's like you and like some other dude, and you're like chirping at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, there's no one's gonna break up this fight, dude. If we have a fight right now, it's just we're just gonna fight. I could see it escalating, especially some of the teams that get mad and get physical, because a lot of times you'll see that, right? We'll get a, a couple of goals up, or Not or true. I've seen girls get mad and they get the ball taken away from them and react poorly. Yeah, right? a little, like a little elbow, a little mm-hmm. shoulder. And sometimes the refs are not, like, super engaged. <laughs> and, like, I, you got to call elbows above the shoulder. Like, yeah. you just have to call that every time, because you can't let, let that happen. Somebody's going to get hurt. Right. So I'm, I haven't gotten engaged with the ref at all. There, there's times where the ref has been like friendly and engaging, and in those times, I've you know, 
complimented and said thank you because the, mm. the cool refs are the ones at this age where it's like you got to tell the girls what they're doing every time like they don't remember what the rules are so like what's a goal <laughs> kick when is it a corner like the, right. it's not automatic yet most of the time it's fine but a lot of times mm-hmm. some of these refs will just like the ball will go out and they'll just stand there and it's like you realize that they're not going to do what needs to happen until you tell them right like why are you being like this just help <laughs> just anyway. yeah, get engaged also the driving my god the, the, the one game Friday, one game Saturday, then two games on Sunday, or sometimes two games on Saturday, separated by five hours. It's like... Yeah, what are you going to do? What, what, like, what, if, yeah. Can we just have two games in a row or something? <laughs> two and a half hours would be fine. Right. When it's like, oh, this game ended at, at 12 and the next one's at 4, it's like, you're just rude. <laughs> just... This is the this is the, this is is the the life you've chosen as a sports parent. That's, this, is. Is where you're, this is where you're at. And then my older daughter attended a tournament finally after the not going, being able, not being able to attend all summer, and she's like, "Oh, I want to play again." And I'm like, mm. "Great, here we and go." I got to deal with two of you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's excited about it, though. Yeah. All right. all right. That's been my summer. So, speaking of summertime, when I was in high school, we would oftentimes go to the mall. This was a very typical teenage especially in midway i mean i think in the 80s right everybody went to the mall i was at the i was at our mall i post-covid mall is hard to you know you know late stage pandemic mall is sort of hard to compare to but no one's at the mall anymore right especially teenage i don't see groups of teenagers at the mall no but i did see an old man at the upscale candy store sticking his bare hand in the middle of the (laughs) pandemic into the the bulk candy bin psychotic behavior honestly <laughs> what are they do- what are they doing and and i realized a very i was real i realized that the mall's just not any fun no. there's like there's nothing fun to do at the mall no. which got me thinking why was it so fun for us to go to the mall well first of all things were generally cheaper okay like, you know like the food court was full of junk food and it was all I wouldn't say it was the cheapest option, but it was it wasn't overly expensive. You go to the and, and for frame of reference, I'm using Bellevue Square. Okay, <laughs> so okay. Frame of reference. First of all, nothing there is cheap. Food is not even remotely cheap. The only there's a McDonald's in there, thank God, or else right. I would never eat there because everything is you know unless you want to spend twenty five dollars on a lunch for yourself. Like there's like just, you're you're using like the most expensive mall in the area. It, but but I think this is indicative. I've, I've been I've been to the South Center Mall, which is maybe a little more typical of yeah. of mall culture. But still, the kids aren't hanging out there at the mall. The South Center Mall's got some. It it has some more like some older old school vibes to it. Like it still feels like the '90s in in, in the southern end of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, and but you know. People get shot there occasionally, so you don't want to. I don't want to be hanging out at South Center. That's true. That's true. But I was thinking, what made it? What made our mall, my mall experience fun was first of all there was lots of different types of food, and okay. you know, in a food court. And I was, you know, I think about mall rats <laughs> a little <laughs> bit because that's kind of how it felt. But but you know, there were bookstores like they don't have bookstores anymore at the at right. the mall. Like, do you remember the Walden books? What, what did you? Did, yeah, the Walden books. Uh, the B. Dalton, the of B. Course. Dalton bookseller. I know all the mall stores. Right, right. What I mean, what was your, so? 
when we go when we go to hang, you'd always hit at least the one of the bookstores. Yeah, generally. And then then you'd hit the we had the Aladdin's Castle, the arcade. Yes. Did you have the what did you, what was your did you do you remember the arcade? Did Tilt. the arcade have a name? Tilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, so the arcade was, was the thing, right? That was that right. was the number one draw, I think, that at that age. Um, and then, I mean, most of the malls I grew up in, like, had a had a movie theater. Yes. So sure. you know, uh, you could go spend like the whole day there, right? You could go hang out beforehand, see a movie, go play some video games, and play video games afterwards. Walk mm-hmm. around. It also so one of the things you're missing is that there wasn't shit else to do. <laughs> like it's not like it is now, where you just pull out your phone or your iPad or whatever. And you're just like, you know, you game 15 different games. You're, you're talking to everybody in the world you've ever met or people you've never met. Um, you know, especially games like, you know, Roblox or Fortnite where you've got these worlds within a world kind of kind of feels. Like there's yeah. just that none of that stuff existed. You had to go like <laughs> see actual people to do stuff. So which, being out in the world just was one of those things. Which and may I have been the, which may have been the better which may be the the better option though. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it boils down to ultimately unsupervised activity, right? Because right. like online gaming for kids now is essentially that's where they're. You know, I'm not on there, right? I have an account, but I'm not on there like interacting and watching what they're doing. No. And you know, every once in a while, the kid will be like, "Oh, my account got suspended." I'm like, "Well, what did you? What swear <laughs> word did you put in there?" Like, stop doing that. Stop. This person's out. reporting me. Okay. Stop talking. Stop, stop typing f bombs into your Roblox. That's hilarious, but the uh, but I you know the world has changed so much that we've just a lot of these stores a lot of these stores just have no purpose anymore, right? Well, yeah, there's no you're you're not going to the mall and like you know laugh about fake butts at Spencer Gifts. Spencer Gifts was the best for a ten year old boy. Yeah, Spencer's Gifts was the best. What like, is this a dildo? <laughs> <laughs> I could stand. I would stand in front of the poster rack. And just flip through it oh, yeah, backwards, yeah, yeah. And yeah. forwards and then oh, forwards and then forwards and then forwards and then yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Lamborghini and then like some swimsuit model mm-hmm. uh, here's the Carol Alt poster yeah. like I'm totally <laughs> you're just like and then I, you go back and forth through that like a uh, hundred times then you go to the record store uh-huh. again a, another store that has no use in the world these days none the actual record store does again like to go buy vinyl. throwback vinyl yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, going to Tower Records or Musicland or Sam Goody or whatever that you're there's a comic book store in the mall now up here. Which 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 mall's that? Alderwood. Linwood? Alderwood. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Um, they had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He won't yeah. buy anything, even stuff that's brand new in his box, and it's like with its original packaging. Hmm. Yeah. You know, just, I'm, you know, remember like Suncoast <laughs> movies? Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just I just was thinking about all the trendy crap. Like, you know, remember the kids were hanging out at the Chess King getting their whatever what trendy. Bro, we would go to Papyrus game. and like look at the pens. I don't <laughs> The world was like really boring. I, it's really that simple. It's like this was just a place where you could go experience all kinds of different culture, you know, like just shitty pop culture all at once. It right. essentially is online. Before online existed, because yeah. it's a whole bunch of rooms, yeah, with different things in them. You said the and walk. You said yeah. the walk from room to room. Right. You wear a coat in the summer and steal things. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, not me. Never. Right. Well, not. Why you. are you wearing that coat? It's like seventy-five degrees. <laughs> oh, it's cold tomorrow. Yeah. Go to the sharper image. Can you imagine? I always felt like 
the Brookstone and Sharper image was maybe the worst job you could have oh, yeah. because people just get out of here. People just come in, sitting in the massage chairs and like handling, playing with all the crap that you just. But no one buys anything. No, and breaking things. Yeah, I don't think exactly. I've ever seen anyone buy anything from any of those stores. Anyway, but I did notice that there were no teenagers at the mall, and it just felt wrong to me. And I feel like mall culture needs to figure that out now i mean that might be my local mall versus versus maybe alderwood or or south center which might have more of a typical mall culture you know what works for us is the mall these days for us is like an outing for the children if you as long as you're like it's a special occasion and you've already committed to buying something mm-hmm. um and then it's like we just take the mirror and it's like oh yeah we'll hit the maybe we'll hit the build-a-bear we'll hit the comic book store we'll hit the lego store we'll hit the candy right. store except for that old man putting his hand in there i'm never eating the candy there it's not pre-wrapped ever again <laughs> That was, like, it was, I mean, this is like months and months ago, too, and it was like, what are you doing? Like, sifting through it? No, like, taking a bag, and instead of, like, using the scoop, sticking his hand. hand. (laughs) He didn't even, like, put his hand in the bag inside out and put his hand there, then, like, sort of grab a bunch, and then just shoveled it in. (laughs) His bare hand, just grabbing handfuls and stuffing it in the bag. And you didn't say anything to him? You didn't say, oh, my God! I was... Shocked! I was I, I I couldn't believe it was happening. I don't that doesn't know. sound like that doesn't sound like the Ty Keller. The Ty Keller I know would be like, "Hey, old man, get your hands out of the damn candy." I would have done that. Die Hard Three. What the fuck? <laughs> See, that's the Ty Keller. I know that. I'm sorry. He would walk in and you'd be like, "What in the hell are you doing, sir?" Yeah. Yeah. Jesus! I yelled at a guy in a parking lot today. If that helps you. Oh well, good. An old man who like didn't slow down for us when we were trying to cross to our car. Yeah. And I yelled at it was a parking lot. And he's like, well, you're not using the crosswalk. I'm like, it's a parking lot. <laughs> you're not using the crosswalk. Like, you're going like 20. What are you doing? <laughs> Yield oh, to man. pedestrians in the parking lot. It's not kind of anyway. Uh, Anything else about the mall? I miss no, the mall, too. I know. I miss the mall. I miss the analog world all the time. Here we are doing digital things. I watched an interesting TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that interesting. It just caught my eye because it was like the, the the subject is why do we choke under pressure and how to avoid it. Um, and you know, there's nothing I don't think revelatory in here. But one of the things you you won't be surprised to discover is if you have to think about something that you do on a regular basis as an athlete, you'll screw it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, sure. am, I was the king of this at softball, right? Anytime I play shortstops, like you know, the 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 spectacular play in the hole, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the ball right on the money, right? Mm-hmm. Easy ground ball. I'm throwing the ball over the first base. <laughs> right, like that was my thing. Right. I make every spectacular, but I can't play the routine ones. Um, and I think as golfers, we also understand this too. Like when I'm playing well, I'm 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 not thinking about my mechanics. As soon as I'm thinking about my mechanics, it's it's big time fucko, right? Like it's gonna yeah. be it's a bad scene. It's the zone. The yeah. quote unquote the zone, right? Well, and I'm just trying to get to a point where I don't even have to be in the zone. I just don't want to be in the bad zone, right? So I've really been working on my my, my, my mental approach, and it has mm. had immediate, immediate benefits. So that's very cool. But I'm always looking for ways to just get better from a, you know, as a, as a person, whether it's sports or competition or just, you know, psychological safety in a place where I might be uncomfortable. And one of the things I thought was interesting in this is that she talks about as parents, we can actually contribute to children's anxiety if we are anxious about something. Mm-hmm. So I never really thought about that. Um, I mean, obviously, you, your moods kind of can influence. Like, I know that if I'm having a hard time with getting my family out of the house, I start to get tense. And then everybody gets tense. 
And then it's like, you know, it's really tense in the car by the time we're finally going. Can't you people just get in the goddamn car? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my kills God. me. Kills me, too. It was, it's, very, it's been very easy when it was just me and, and the little one going to soccer. And then suddenly when the family was coming to watch, I'm like, you guys... When I say this is the time we're getting in the car, that doesn't mean that's when we start going to the door. I mean, like, that is when the ga- I'm putting my foot on the gas. Butts and see Wheels rolling. Yeah. That's the time I'm talking at, about. Wheels rolling at noon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But, like, uh, this woman in the TED Talk, she talks about how a lot of people have math anxiety. And so their own anxiety about helping their children with math causes their children to have, have anxiety about math. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really think about it in those terms when you're trying to help. Right. So I don't know, you know, you're obviously, I, I thought this would be something that you might have some insight into having dealt with the, the youth, the youth golf scene yeah. and how integral the mental yeah. game is in particular to golf. Yeah. My, my kids are also music performers and, ah, and I yes. will tell you, Stage I will tell you this from a music performance standpoint too. There's this, this, there's this idea that you have to really be, be detailed and you have to care very much about your preparation. And then when you perform, you just have to play. Yeah. You have to just dump all that stuff. You just have to trust the preparation and play, right? You just like you know it already. Don't worry about it. You've practiced. Have confidence and then just play. And if you mess up a little bit, it's okay. Like yeah. that's the other that's the other part of that's the other part of performance anxiety. That's the other part about choking is that that we don't show ourselves enough grace in the moment. Right? You know what I mean? There's a lot of there tends to be a lot of kicking yourself. Especially the more time you put into something to try oh, to be yeah. good at it, the more we tend to want to kick ourselves. And I think that it should be just the opposite. I think it, you know, the uh, I think that that academic performance and like there were times where my friends would be studying, like the cramming for the test, like on the doorstep of the class, and I would walk, I would be standing there going, "If you don't know it by now." <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, what are you gonna find? Well, sometimes I didn't study before. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's all the preparation you're gonna yeah. do, then you probably should do that. But <laughs> if you've actually gone through your preparation, the only thing you're doing by like leafing through your notes as you walk into the classroom to take this test is you're fucking yourself up. Yeah, creating you're anxiety. Just, just you, know, you either know it or you don't. You know, and this is and just do the thing. Do the, do the do the, do your math test. You know play your recital you know do your sports event just do it to the best of your ability and forgive the rest i mean that's just what it comes down to i mean i understand that there some things mean more th- than others like there are times when it's you know you're you're more forgiving of yourself in a certain situation than you would be in another but but that's you know that's all that's really that part that i think it's all in your head and that's what i always try to get into my kids it's like if you really if if you don't feel like you've prepared enough, then the next time you should do something different. <laughs> you should prepare yeah. differently. Because because you know, effective preparation means you're ready to do it. And it doesn't mean you're always ready to do it perfectly. And I think that's that's a thing we beat into our children a little bit. And I think that's like you have to do that now that you've spent 4 hours, you know, eight hours 12 hours or practicing whatever especially music because you know music recital a lot of hours go into preparation for those pieces and and you know if you said well you practice 30 hours you better (laughs) you better you better be perfect it's like no 
I'm not sure that's the I'm not sure that's the thing you should be telling your kids. No, you just have to practice enough that you don't have to think about it, right? Because it's when it's when you're doing the thinking that you screw up. Yeah. I mean, you and I have performed music in front of people, and the, mm-hmm. as long as I knew the songs, it was never a problem. It's yeah. like when I when I hadn't prepared enough, then I get anxious, and then that would double down. That would make the problem twice as bad, right? Right, right. It's the the, the, the yeah. There's it's like being drunk, right? If you drink too much and you get into the pukey zone, like that's yeah. bad. Yeah, like you have to get to like cruising altitude. I think yeah. your your anxiety. You have to care enough, but not too much. But if you don't care enough, like bad things happen. If you care too much, bad things happen. You got to be able to sort of find that little space where you care just enough and don't give a shit just enough, and that's when that's when good things happen. Yeah, I I definitely um, I hear what you're saying about giving yourself grace because I'm very bad about that. I hate making mistakes, sort of notoriously, <laughs> um, and will we'll chastise myself lately. Uh, honestly, if I play a bad round of golf, and not one where I don't score, but one where I like can't hit the ball, like yeah. I want to quit forever. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I hate this. I can't believe this is happening. Like, I right. never want to play this game again. Uh, you know, recently we did a work thing where we went to Top Golf, and I even talked a lot of shit. <laughs> you went up there and chopped it up. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't do I couldn't do any. I hit maybe three decent shots. And I was so ashamed. And, like, I was like, I'm never playing golf again. I'm done. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. And then I went out and played and shot, like, 78 the next time out. So I was like, right. I, I'm fine. But right. that, that forced me, though, to reevaluate where I was. Like, I wasn't yeah. doing the things that I normally do that make me good. Well, so. exactly. I mean, I wouldn't say I was, like, the most expert person in, in my particular field of, you know, in my job. But I'd like to see a professional golfer, you know, you know do my job two days a week and do it as well as I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you get what you get into it, what you put, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it, but it's, uh, but, um, but it's supposed to be fun. And, and I know when it comes to kids, it's a little bit different because you're, you're trying to teach them the lesson beneath the lesson, like, yep. you know, the learn, the learn, learn to learn to gut it out a little bit, but it's also, you know, we gotta teach them to forgive themselves too. That's uh, I think that's an important thing. Yeah, to put a bow on it, I think that every you know, my, my daughter finally suffered a, a tough loss, a one nil nail biter where mm. we just couldn't score, couldn't get the ball in the net. It's just one of those games, right? And one of the final chances in the last few minutes was a uh, honestly an amazing cross from one of the other girls into the box, and my daughter was right there. All she had to do was put any part of her body onto it, and it's probably a goal, and mm. it just went right past her. Like yeah. she tried, and she just missed it. And then later, like, I don't know. I think I'm, like, somewhat testing the psychological toughness to know how, how much we can talk about those kinds of things. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that was amazing. And all you had to do is deflect it in. And she's like, I tried. I tried. I'm, I'm like, I know. I was like, it's just, you know, that could have been the tying goal. And she looked at me, like, just like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I right. know that. <laughs> right. Because a tie would have been enough to send him through to the final. And it was the first tournament they didn't make the final. Right. Well, it's and like, so I was listen, listen, Dad. I was the one on the field. <laughs> yeah. You have to there. tell me these stories. I was there. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> but I will say that I saw an immediate attitude adjustment about the one when I uh, started offering like constructive coaching and like what we could do to make it so that won't happen again. And the last thing I learned in the TED Talk was that you should basically practice stressful. You need stressful practice. You tr- you're studying for a test, close your book and quiz each other in real and like time it, like play for points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in, in golf, it's very hard to replicate, right? Right. But you can do kind of gamified stuff. Like um, when we do drills in the backyard, it's like, let's time it. How many can you do in this? You know, how fast can you get this done? How quickly can you do that? And, and just get them so they're comfortable under pressure, right? That's all you can do. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's good to support them as much as they need to be supported, and that's 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 also a, th- a thing. I know. I it's, it's, it's a, old school sports dad would just like make their kids do <laughs> like right. above and beyond stuff, and uh, I sort of have a I sort of have a different attitude about it these days than maybe I did maybe ten years ago. I bring up extracurricular training all the time, and when she comes to it, like we do it a little bit, not nearly as much as I think we need to for the level of play that she's engaged in. I'm like, well, sure. I'm like, you know, are you the best player on the team? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want to be the best player on the team? Like, yes. Okay, well, you know what? The best players on the team are working after hours. <laughs> They're doing their thing. <laughs> That's right. All right. I just, I, I thought that was very, uh, you know, apropos to my earlier subject, so I thought I'd bring that. What else you got? I just want to celebrate the fact that I finally beat the quick drop. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I need to get the clapping. Yay! Thank you, thank you. And um and and uh and once once I got it figured out, you're right, it just comes. It just yep. it just now it's 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 a little dance that you do. Once you learn the dance like the, and I lit that I lit that quick drop up for uh, a good deal of a good deal of points. Good for you. Yes. I'm glad after all these years, <laughs> you finally figured out the rhythm. I did. The uh, and I was on a trip with. Uh, I was chaperoning a trip for uh, for some golfers down to Gearhart, which, by the way, is a beautiful course that we should go play. Um, right. The uh, but um, we stopped at this arcade, and they you know they did some go kart racing and whatnot. But the other one is the other the other game that. We I've gotten figured out is the clown game though the one where you f- have those balls and you knock the clowns down. Sure. Um, if you play with somebody, I'm left-handed. If you play with somebody right-handed, you can both throw. Mm-hmm. So what we so what I do is I steal all the balls from one side. <laughs> okay, play. I like swipe my thing. All the balls come out of one side. We take all those balls. We put them in the the the, the machine next door because there there's always two of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we play that game, and we just not just 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 completely just. Bonus this is not in thing. the spirit of the rules. <laughs> bonus that thing right out. Patrick Reed of the Clown Target <laughs> game over here. Listen, if you if you've got a lefty and a righty, and you want to do this, it's a it's a it's a it's an easy bonus. It's an easy you just bonus that thing out two or three times before the before the 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 point levels get too high to where you can't where you can't do it. <laughs> just saying. All right. But, I haven't uh, been up in that. I haven't been in the arcade lately. I, I don't have any good arcade stories for you. They have. They basically have your your mug shot posted there anyway. They know your deal. They know your. They know what your. Machines are always is. unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing other stuff, but um, I've got, I'm going to save some. I'm going to save some of those stories for uh, for next time. All right. Well, congratulations on the on the quick drop. Let's talk about Thank white you. boy names. All right. So we'll make this quick. But here's a list of. Of white boy names that I no longer have up because somehow the the window the, the window closed. So give me a moment. All right, here's what it is: the 20 white boy names that best signify low education parents. <laughs> this is wildly judgy, and I'm trying to think if I know anybody. <laughs> it's names. from the Freakonomics book, which of course okay. is many years old these days. But this list is funny, so I wanted to share it. <laughs> We're going to start with the bottom, and then I'm going to give you the, um, the years of the mother's education in parentheses here next to the name. So, number right. 20, Harley. 12 years, 12.22 years of education. Well, I mean, that's high school graduate, right? Correct. 
Harley. Is that, is that, but that I feel like <laughs> I feel like Harley's a girl's name now. But okay, moving on. Nineteen, Danny. I don't know. Okay. I, I, maybe the Irish didn't go to college. I don't know. <laughs> Eighteen, Terry. Definitely. Hundred <laughs> percent. These are all high school graduates still. So I, well, I'll tell you when we get below twelve years. Uh, Seventeen, Tyler with an O. Tyler. That is that a typo? No, Tyler. 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 There's a baseball player uh, pitched for the Mets. Tyler or Miguel. I don't know any Tylers. I know not a single one. So you I left the Midwest. I, I felt like that was just like Tylor. All right, whatever. Sixteen, Jerry. <laughs> With a J. All right. Sorry, Jerry, if you listen. We have a friend named Jerry. <laughs> yes. I didn't know he was going to be on the list. <laughs> Fifteen, Randy. Randy. I got a good buddy named Randy. 14, Ronnie. Is the rest of Belle Biv DeVoe, are they, is, is, is all of Belle Biv, I think all of Belle Biv DeVoe might be on this list. <laughs> or I think all of New Edition might be on this list. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very is. nearly. Very nearly. Uh, and I want to make it clear that oh my, my God, understanding of this list. <laughs> they are all on They are, they are. <laughs> my understanding of this list, though, is that it is the way they're written here. So, like, okay. if your name on this list is Ronnie, it's your mom named you Ronnie. Not Ronald, and she calls you Ronnie. Oh, your, your name birth certificate is... name is Ronnie. Well, here's the thing. My birth certificate name is Chris. Right. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I have educated parents, but the, uh, but I'm not a Christopher or a Christian or anything like that. I'm just. In my head, you're Cristobal. <laughs> Cristobal. Cristobal. Because your See? last name's Villas and you are. Right. It should yeah. be. Anyway, Cristobal. moving on. It's like our friend Reggie. Whose first name is actually Reynaldo. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if my name was Reynaldo, you'd be you'd calling be me Reynaldo. Right. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 13, this is our first under 12 years of education. Michael with the E and the A reversed. So it's Michial. <laughs> Michial. <laughs> Not Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Yeah. 12, Tony. Not an Anthony, but a Tony. Yep. His name's Tony. 11, Tommy. Okay. Ten, Steve. <laughs> can you imagine not Steven? Just on the birth certificate, Steve. Steve. Yes, I can. I can imagine it. <laughs> I am that person. This is I me. wish I had it on the tip of my tongue in my notes or something here because there's a song that I've been listening to lately and it's called I'm Steve. And it's just a song about, I can't even explain it to you. He's like, there are many other Steves, but I'm the only Steve like me. I, it's a great song. Check out I'm Steve. Right, I'll post I'm it Steve. in the show. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. Uh, number nine, Edgar. Okay. Uh, eight, Larry. Seven, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Six, Bobby. Yeah. Five, Billy. Yeah. Four, Jimmy. Uh-huh. Three, Jesse. It, Jesse is a friend. He is. <laughs> you know, he's been a good friend of mine. Yeah. I know. Two, Joey. <laughs> And the number one white boy name that best signify low education parents, Ricky. There's a lot of Y ending names here. This is the this is the this is the thing about the familiar familiar names, right? Yes. Yeah. You get the you get the you get the Y at the end, like Ty. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike are all on this on this on this list. They are. And I refuse to believe. That new edition should be lumped in with this this shit list. Well, there's yeah, a, these, are there's just, a, these 
hillbilly name. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with rednecks. Yes, they're yeah. all named. They're all named this. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, the first comment from Tommy Fletcher on the post that I saw this on. Fifty dollars says Ricky, Joey, and Tommy beat the shit out of Ethan, Sebastian, and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. All right, so that's it, right? So, uh, you know what time of the show this is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! I totally forgot that you were hosting the show and just that's took fine. over. You, yeah, it's fine. I, I you run with it. Are you ready? Yes. What do you call a detective who just solves cases accidentally? Sheer luck, Holmes. <laughs> when your girlfriend comes home in a white suit covered in bee stings and smelling like honey, you know she's a keeper. <laughs> I started a dating website for chickens. It's not my day job. I just do it to help make hens meet. It's a lesbian. It's a lesbian chicken meeting site. I get. I'm sorry. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> I started a dating website for lesbians, chi- lesbian chickens. I just do it to help make hens meet. Perfect. Yeah. I All didn't. Right. I didn't. There, there it is. That is. I started a dating website for lesbian chickens. <laughs> I didn't quit my regular job. I just do it to help make hens meet. Perfect. All there right. you have it. I asked the librarian where the books on engine lubricants were. She said they were in the non-friction section. (laughs) The non-friction section. I am starting a charity to teach short people math. It's called Making the Little Things Count. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, two nuns were biking back to the convent after running some errands. One nun says to the other, I've never come this way before. The other nun replied, it's probably the cobblestones. <laughs> but <Ba-da-ba. laughs> up. Woo. All right. I've got a, a couple of jokes. Okay. I've got I've got I've got one I've got uh, I've got a two for one. A two for. And then I've got a, a regular one. So I'll give you the regular one first. Just a single one. An Austrian frog took a DNA test and it turns out he's a tadpole. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, this is the two for one. Archaeologists in Egypt have uncovered a tomb covered in chocolate nuts. It's the burial site for Pharaoh Rocher. (laughs) (laughs) Which led me to this joke, which is, my buddy drives a car covered in chocolate nuts. It's a Fierro Rocher. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I got stuck on Mars car. (laughs) Mars car. It's a Fierro Rocher. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I should have been there. I should have right. been there. So that was the two for that was the two for joke on Rocher. Good there job. Might be, there might be some more Rocher jokes to be had that uh, I, I didn't quite have time to dig deep for more Rocher jokes. But if you have a Rocher joke that you'd like to put in, you know, that you'd like to send us, uh, feel free to, you know. I can't come up with any. I'm trying so hard. I'm going <laughs> to sign off here. I'm like, come on, Tide. Don't fail. Don't fail. I'm, see, I'm choking. I'm choking <laughs> under pressure. I need to be able to tell dad jokes in a, in a high-stress environment to get used to it. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the jokes. You know what it is. The what happened? Overtime. I'm still not used to the soundboard. It doesn't I help know. taking four or five weeks off. <laughs> I'm right. fine with it when we do it every week. We're going to flip this around this week. This time, I get to hit tie with the... Who knew? Yeah, here we go. All right. You're likely... 
you're more likely to do this at 6 p.m. than any other time during the day. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say nap. It's 6 p.m.? No, order food for delivery. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say poop, but I just I was you ever have to poop during dinner it's, it's like the worst thing that can so happen. i'm pretty regular and when i get a rogue <laughs> evening it's a, it's a, it just throws me way off i'm like what is happening it's like 5 30 like you're in the shower you're like god dang it <laughs> that's the, the worst, worst. The worst. Yeah, awful all right this only happens seven times a month to most people seven times a month mm-hmm um, they get sore from working out. <laughs> no, they get a really good night of sleep. Okay. I don't think All I right. get seven times a month. <laughs> seven, times a month. <laughs> seven hours a month of good sleep. Probably. All right. Um, most of us find this very difficult to do. 10% say it's easy. Um, what is... Keeping up with the house chores. I like that I had put it in the form of a question. Yes. What is keeping? <laughs> what is Hollywood Squares really? But it's. Uh, but yeah. yes. Um, no. Stick to a budget. Like, stick to a budget. I think I should get half credit for that. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> the youngest person to have done this is now eighty-six years old. Well, can't be World War Two. They'd be older. The youngest person to have done this. John Glenn's dead already, right? Yeah. So it can't be orbit the mo- or orbit the Earth. No. Eighty-six. Um. No, oh, that's too recent. Sorry, I'm thinking like civil rights area. Sorry, this is not what this is for. I know you'd be like sixty-five. <laughs> no, you'd be in your eighties. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know. Like the youngest person to have done this. Um. I, I don't know. Been beaten by the cops on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. <laughs> Wow. No, you were on the right track. It's walk on the moon. Oh, again, come on. That's a half. I'll give you half of that. The average person will drive two miles out of their way for this. Cheaper gas. Better coffee. Or in my case, the strip joint. (laughs) That's for better steak. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. My wife doesn't listen to this podcast anymore, so it's fine. I can say anything I want. It's not Um, on anymore. (laughs) This food item did not exist until the early 1800s. Um, pretzels. Marshmallows. Okay. I was All thinking right. like saloons. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no. I was. And I was, I, was I was like, well, it can't be peanuts. <laughs> we say, haven't had I'm peanuts. Like, we haven't had peanuts since the 1800s. I was trying to think back to our like snack bracket episode. Trail Do mix. Do I remember? Trail it? mix. Do we have trail mix in the 1800s? Um, all right. This argument was finally settled in 1880. I don't really think it's settled, but whatever. This argument was. Settled. When did Aaron Burr shoot Alex? <laughs> that, that argument got settled. It was like 100 a, years that earlier. Was a, that was a, yeah, 100 years earlier. Okay. Um, uh, the, the, the beef between um, Doc Brown and Buford Tannen <laughs> shot yes. in the back over a matter of $80. Yes, exactly. That's, you're right. With the oh, that was 1888. That's not the early 1800s. No, oh, no. Anyway. What was it? Oh, 1880. 1880, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plenty of... I'm going to give you uh, 0.12 points of credit for that. 
What's the answer? It is uh, how to answer telephone, and it says hello. And come on. I mean, I guess it's the polite way to say it, but that's that argument's not settled. Seattle is the best city to live in if you like to do this. I want to say, if it was 20 years ago, I might have said boating. But I don't think it's the best for that anymore. I feel like Great Lakes are probably better. Like some of those cities might be better for boating. Because um, we don't get that much great weather. Um, I, God, they're not going to give us hiking if it's Seattle. Um, I don't know what... Live music? No, that's Austin. Uh, or in Nashville. Um, God, what are we? What are we best at? I, d- buying fresh fish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Video gaming, which again, this seems what? Th- that seems that seems dubious. I don't even, how is that possible? I don't even know. All right. All right, moving on. Florida is the only place on Earth where this occurs. <laughs> Real, <laughs> I mean, this is pretty broad. <laughs> like, I, uh, man, I don't know anyone with a thousand crazy things. That <laughs> right? Uh, um, flooding on a major city street from the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> where people will elect DeSantis as governor. Now, the uh, crocodiles and alligators coexist. Oh, yeah. They've, okay, I didn't know that was the only place. They've made friendships. You know, the, you know, you know how to tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. I can't remember, but go ahead. Well, you know, you'll see one later, and then the other you'll see in a while. That's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> and the shape of their head. So, for you people who are looking for more correct answers, all right. The White House has twenty-eight of these toilets, <laughs> fireplaces. The Clinton Why era. We- the Clinton era had twenty-eight hose. In the uh, in the building at any given time. Why didn't Trump throw the paper in the fireplaces then instead of flushing the toilet? Because he's dumb. Oh, right. Forgot. <laughs> he spends more time in the toilet than he spends in you know, the fireplaces. That's why. That's like because he's reading on the toilet, right? <laughs> it's convenience. He rips those papers up and tries to flush them down afterwards. <laughs> terrible. Uh, you can expect to get around 30 of these items new this year. Socks. Emojis, bro. There's another giant spider in here. My what is god. going on? It's summertime. They're coming in. Oh my god! Nine okay. out of okay. Emojis is what they're getting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I use like seven emojis. That's it. How many do you use? Maybe twelve or fifteen. Yeah, my emoji vocabulary is very limited. I just don't feel like I never used to, and I'm, I'm I've given in. <laughs> You're upping your you're upping your emoji vocabulary. Sure, I think Discord has made that a thing for me. Using Discord more often because you can do the reactions. Got it. Yeah, we'll have to do. Maybe we'll do that sometime in the show. Do our emoji emoji recent emoji rundown. All right. right. Um, Let's see. Nine out of ten people have one of these in their house. In your case, it's spiders. You have spiders in your house. You're one Um, out of one. It's really hard to finish the show. Look, this motherfucker is right here. close by and not small <laughs> and i don't have any way it's like behind the monitor in the corner mm-hmm. oh i right. the vacuum uh sorry nine out of ten people have what one of these in their house so most people 90 percent of people have one of these in a refrigerator mm, a favorite room okay but i would That's refrigerators weird. good all right what do bowling pins and pool cues have in common 
um, I, popular street fight weapons of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The Warriors? <laughs> Come out and play. No, the uh, both are not allowed in airplane cabins. Okay. The obvious answer is one you hit with your stick and the other you hit with your balls. Anyway, that's, that's, that's the obvious answer to what is bowling pins and cues have in common. The, uh, the number one thing people judge about your home is the smell. What is number two? Um, like the, 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 how dirty your floors are? Yeah, you know, I would have thought that they said the temperature. Oh, they like yeah. judge you? Yeah. I don't understand. They, it's hot in here. It's cold. Well, in there's here. no air conditioning. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you pe- people can't afford to turn on the goddamn AC. Right. Oh, can't buy a heat pump, huh? Uh, you you invited me over here, and now you can't even give me AC. So I know we're well over our, our normal runtime, but I just, you've reminded me of something, which is uh, <laughs> we recently replaced all the carpet in our house. We tore it all out. Okay. But, right. uh, you know, some of that bulletproof final hardwood business down, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I did not realize how dirty our house really was. Yeah. One, I need to vacuum way more frequently than I was, even though get we vacuumed ro- at least a twice a week. Get a Roomba. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are, we have a sunken living room. It's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, you can figure, you'll figure it out. I have to have multiple Roombas? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the three of them. Che- they're not cheap. <laughs> you can buy the cheap ad, but buy the knockoff ones. I like that Doja Cat song about the Roomba. <laughs> Do you know that one? No. You know, Roomba, Roomba, let me be your Roomba. Roomba, Roomba, Roomba. <laughs> I can be your Roomba. It's not I, don't, okay. I don't listen to anything. If anybody knows that woman's song, they'll know what I'm talking about. That's right. what it sounds like she's saying. Let me be your Roomba. <laughs> uh, anyway, I did not realize how much dog drool there was on my floor at all times. <laughs> so carpet, plus one for carpet is what you're saying. No, get, tear it out. It's disgusting. Don't have, if you have pets, don't have carpet. It's, it's just, I cannot believe the kind of filth we were living in and unintentionally. <laughs> Horrible. All right. All right. Uh, experts say this improves your chances of getting a promotion at work. Having sex with your boss? <laughs> say BJ's. <laughs> uh, smiling. smiling. Oh my god! Oh, smiling. you know that's a, you know what? When I got promoted last time, that was one of the things that came up about me. Oh, like, well, don't I don't smile? know if Ty is friendly enough, and I'm like, what? <laughs> fucking just my neutral face is like not making you feel better about yourself. You have resting bastard face. I guess. Maybe. Forty-five uh, percent of people said they would never have one of these. Never. Gay wedding. <laughs> Back to Florida. Um, gender reveal party. Yeah. Yeah. I would never do that. No, I would never do that. Of all 50 states, this is only true for Alaska. You're, uh, from, Al- you're from Alaska, so you should know this. <laughs> sure. <I'm> from Alaska. <laughs> um, the only state that pays you a tax dividend for living there? Yeah, that's true. Being, you, you get credit for that because I think that's true. Uh, you can type the word Alaska on one keyboard row. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. The average cost of this is about $400. Mm, I don't know. I just don't anything. Like the average cost of this. Um I'm a refrigerator again. No, I mean, refrigerator is more expensive than that. Uh, like, uh, and no, appli- all the appliances are more. I don't, a dryer. Mm. Also, BJ's. No, I'm just kidding. The uh, damn the cost of <laughs> is a bitch. <laughs> the cost of a check engine light repair. 
Oh yeah, that's a scam. Just because they're dragging you. Yeah, that's why. Because they, they know just, you don't know what the problem is. Right. So they're just going to hose you. The, I just like put. They plug that little computer thing into the port, and then they just like yeah. go. Burp, 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 oh well, look, it's off. Yeah, it's like when the filter light comes on in the fridge, and you just have to hold the reset button. <laughs> no, <laughs> replace the filter. But you could just, if you were the mechanic, you could absolutely just hold the reset button. Yeah, it costs about thirteen cents to do this. Um, thirteen cents to do this. Um, wow, I have. What could possibly cost thirteen cents? <laughs> right. See, now you know. Now you know the who knew. The, 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 the daily the wear on your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it costs 13 cents to produce a $100 bill. That's a lot. I know. That's kind of a lot, right? It seems like a lot. But it's got like all those counterfeit countermeasures in it nowadays. So it's got technology in there. Yeah. All right. 75% of us have one of these at some point in our lives. A hemorrhoid. <laughs> those are no joke by the way by the by the uh, uh a role model you've had a role model like only 75 percent people had a role model it shows <laughs> well bad role model good role model bad role everyone's had a role model come on everybody that's even like if you don't admit it yeah you're modeling your behavior on something you've seen Exactly. No one's like truly original and authentic. That doesn't exist. No, that doesn't exist. Not at all. You, everyone, a hundred percent of people have a role model at some point in their lives. That's I refuse to believe it's seventy-five percent. Yeah, twenty-five percent of people are lying. Yeah, even if it's like you know, I don't know, Captain Man from the Henry Danger Show. <laughs> right. you, I mean, my kids right. are watching a lot of Nickelodeon reruns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so out of touch with kiddo shows. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's good to be back. That's our show. Our thanks to all of you who are still listening to the two on three pod, even though we ran long and only you know put out one episode in the last five weeks. Uh, but this is where we endlessly pursue life's ideal recipe. Subscribe, review. You have to subscribe now because you never know when the show's going to come out. So you <laughs> Subscribing well, is extremely important at this point. It's if you want to hear it, it's pretty critical. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Meet us here next time for a more delicious dish. But until then, peace. <laughs>